0: What's up, guys? This is Spencer McGee, and you are listening to Master Debater, the podcast that debates everything from pop culture, current events, politics, religion, and everything you're not supposed to talk about. Now, let's get it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Master Debater podcast for our second episode called You or Society? Who's the Problem? And today I have my good friend, Oni. Hey, what's up, everyone? And basically today we're just kind of breaking down, um, you know, the current climate in today's culture with, you know, is it society's problem? Why certain people, um, specifically minorities right now are not being successful? Um, who's responsible and what type of ownership is important? And so Oni and I, we were basically the past like, you know, hour or so have been talking about kind of spitting out ideas of really who's responsible and what should we doing as as kind of you know just humans living inside this world and how we can take ownership for our own lives. Right. Um, you know, something that we were thinking about basically is just talking about how the government um, owes us certain things and that they should pay for. Uh, certain programs to make sure that we're being, um, you know, we're we're being prosperous for our lives. Kind of, what are your thoughts on that, Oni? I mean, we were talking about that a little bit earlier, and so. So I guess for me, so it's an interesting thing.
1: Um, so obviously I'm African-American. Uh, you can't hear it from my voice perhaps, but you know I look African-American. I look black. So like, yay. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> contrary I'm just kidding. Popular, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, right? He identifies um, as a white I, I ad- man. <laughs> yeah, I identify as a white man. Oh my God. That could actually work now. Oh my gosh. But um, so it was funny because I was talking to a friend the other day and he, I've known him for a while and we... We were talking about uh, restitutions and like how that needs to be made, and it was kind of an interesting take because on one end, I can definitely see the the feeling or the sentiment behind restitution, right? But yep. I think like there's a fundamental error in that. It's recognizing um, just in everything, most things you can't erase what's been done, right? right. There's right. a right. there's a proverb right. that says that uh, the word the spoken word is like a flung arrow and once it is sent, it cannot be returned. Mm-hmm. right and a lot of it's like with devious acts and like if you look at the march of history like if like slavery happened right that shit was really really bad and I'm not saying like we shouldn't acknowledge it or not see that there was impacts or fallout from that mm-hmm. but w- any type of restitution that's trying to build equal- equality whether through affirmative action of which I've been a beneficiary of right mm-hmm. Um, it Tips the scales against those who are not in power in that sense. So, like, for instance, um, like when you have affirmative action, it sure it makes black, it makes it easier to blacks in, but by virtue of that, it also makes it harder for whites to get in. And that was the original issue with like the Jim Crow laws, right? Right, right. Because when you're doing that, you're essentially saying, well, we're going to make these guys get better by cutting these people down. That was the issue. And the right. idea is that we need to do like, equally, but I recognize, like, equality and equity aren't the same thing, but I'm saying this is the problem, is that we're u- when we use racial divisions as signifiers of community, especially in this highly globalized economy and as well, like, in the United States, obviously, black communities, Italian communities, Irish communities, those, those things do naturally exist, right? But when they're going to Cross national schools. So like you're going to like a Harvard or a Yale and stuff like that. And by virtue of the fact that I come from a quote unquote white community or not me, Or I come from a black community and some other kid comes from a white community because he's white and I'm black. I'm going to have an advantage being able to penetrate and get opportunities in that. It doesn't necessarily build my community up. It helps me as an individual, certainly, right? And I can bring that back to my community, right? But that's honestly up to me as an individual, right? Right. And like when it becomes about white and black, then the whole point of segregation, right? And the whole point of integration was that those communities would become one community, that they would be part of a greater right. community. Mixed right?
0: together instead of white, black, right. you know, we're gonna give we're gonna give benefits to the black community <laughs> over the white community. Exactly. And it's like, well, let's just say someone from the white or even like with Harvard, the whole right. the whole thing with the right. the lawsuit with Asians. Right. That Asians are being discriminated right. against. That's yeah, bad. dude, it's I crazy. That stuff. So the Asians are being discriminated against right now in Harvard, where they are they are actually being denied, yet having the highest test scores for other um, minorities. So they have more diversity instead of having a high Asian population, mm-hmm. which, in my opinion, and you can tell me yours on mm-hmm. this. How is that helping anyone? So yeah. so, so so okay. So so <laughs> r- risking. So, so let's just say you know I grew up in in Southern California. And I grew up with Koreans and Koreans are, are – you know, just the Asian cultures in general are very focused on education and yeah, discipline. And if somebody worked their entire life to get into Harvard and has the top, tip-top scores but yet we're saying, oh, we're not going to let you in because you are, you are a huge majority in our schools. We're going to get people that are less qualified just for the fact that we have different faces in our school. That's just ridiculous, right? Because yeah. it's, like, it's like, okay, diversity is great but forced diversity – Um, You know when you're denying someone's actual test scores because basically and their merit, it's It's based on merit. And so if you if you were saying, hey, these people have way less test scores, and I don't care if it's black, um, if it's if it's Latino, whatever. At the end of the day, it just seems counterintuitive. Instead, we should be investing in those communities so that they can have the same resources right. to be able to get into Harvard and schools like that if they don't or, have those resources, or be able to even
1: create those own their own schools themselves. Exactly, right? that's the whole point. Exactly. Like one thing, like I really get mad at. Um, so I'm an author, right? And a lot of people always talk about like we want more representation in Hollywood movies, and I totally get that, right? But like it's really incumbent that we have to recognize the whole point of a free market and the opportunity to excel and be naked from the market. Obviously there's a high risk and there's that opportunity, like there's the chance to get rejected and denied, but there's also the opportunity, you know, to reap the rewards of your work. Right. 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 And so part of that, like if black people want to see more black people in movies, like I became an author because I wanted to read more books about black people. Right. And like, I wanted to see more black people on screen and stuff like that. And I'm not saying it's easy, but, I mean, I'm not entitled for like a quote unquote white person to give me help because like it'll look better, right? Right. And like obviously, everyone wants a hand up, and it is I think important for people to help those who are sort of underneath, regardless of race, right? Right. But right. like specifically, if there are black creators and content um, shooters and everyone else in between, if they want to create more stuff, it's incumbent on them to actually go out take the initiative work and then test themselves out in the market and if it is good it'll stick right? oh yeah
0: yeah and and mm. i th- and i think too um just talking about that it's it's so important to realize that you know and, and this is kind of you know playing devil's advocate where mm. uh, what was it jada pinkett smith that said that about black yeah. uh, for oscars yeah and so for me I, I thought to myself well okay to play devil's advocate how many Indian people from India are represented in the Oscars as well? Right. Right. It's like it, it's good to be focused on a specific community, but let's not let's not be too focused on just ours because mm. by you focusing on just yours, you're excluding other it's communities very as ego-centric. well. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Because yeah. it's like how many? Pe- okay. Yeah. How many Asian people are in, Hol- are in the Oscars? Yeah. How many Indian people, which technically is still in Asia, but yeah. even then, it's like. We're focusing on the main topic because of you know slavery and blacks and so yeah. on and so forth. But it's like, what about all these other you know quote unquote races or ethnicities that are that are not being represented? But nobody's having conversations about. it. And I'm like, dude, let's just talk about people as a whole. Yeah. Like, let's talk about okay. Predominantly, we know that the Europeans came to the United States, yeah. right? And and we say white. And I don't even really like that term because really what it does is means – I mean race is a social construct in the first place. But basically it's what does white mean? It just means fair skin. But right. it can be Ireland. It could be England. It could be Sweden. It could be France. And to Denmark, assume no, – Yeah, Denmark. To assume that – just because the color of skin that there's no variation in culture at oh, yeah. all yeah. is this ridiculous? It is absolutely. Ridiculous, <laughs> it's like, right? it's like, oh, you have dark skin. You guys are all the same. It's like, really? That's that's kind of racist. Yeah. Of that's kind of effed up. But if you're white. Because you know ancestors um, some ancestors of our country and mm. other countries did terrible things, the assumption is you're lumped in that same in that same kind of community and group because you look a certain way, but it's like, dude, my culture has nothing to do with our great ancestors right you know like i'm um, my mom's from Brazil, right? right? My dad, you know, quote unquote is white, but our ancestors, you know, come from uh, Ireland. Uh, we have some um, American, uh, Native American, excuse me, and a bunch of other background. I actually just found out, Oni, this is trippy. Mm. Yeah. My mom did um, Ancestry.com. Oh, right. Okay. And, you know, like during the slave trade, there was a lot of blacks in South America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why you can see Brazilians that are, you know, they're just like you. straight up black, or, yeah. or they go as straight as like, you know, German, like blonde, blue yeah. eyes, right? Yeah. And my mom's 10% black, dude. Oh,
1: really? And I was like, that's... I was so like, that that's makes my... you like five or ten.
0: <laughs> I know. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cool. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. And the thing is, though, it doesn't surprise me because when I look at... When you look at the history and you look at how many people migrated um, either you know for work or for slave trade... Nice. Um, There's there's a huge influence where I look at my mom some features and I go. Oh, yeah I I can I can see that. You know what I mean? It definitely makes sense and kind of looking at um, Her her other family, you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's kind of cool but once again, it's it's great to represent your community But at the same time, let's not do it with the intent not 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 the intent But let's not forget about the other communities that are also being marginalized or are just being totally forgotten about because they're not talked about It's like who talks about? Let's just say the Malaysian people, and there's or or the or the Vietnamese people, or the Filipino people, and we know in the U.S. there are millions. There's tons of people, but yet since they're not on the news or on the radar, we don't even think about them. And it's the classic thing of you know what's top of mind is usually what's what's kind of on the news. So
1: I think the biggest core issue to this though is like this. It's something that I've been seeing because I think like there's sort of like this this overarching psychosis, like starting with Gen X and. Not to blame them for anything like that, but like I think after you get the baby boomers, right? I'm noticing like there's just this ubiquity of prosperity that we mm-hmm. have, right? Because so I lived in Madagascar for a bit, you know? yeah. Um, and living there like was really eye opening because you know that is hella third world, huh. and it was just it was really interesting and illuminating to see just sort of the different ways people can live, right? yeah. And what is like the dynamicism of life. And one of the things I think we take for granted here in the United States is just how far ahead and how much of a miracle everything is, right? It's like, it's not until you travel and you see how something could not work that you realize this how exceptional the fact that it works so well all the time, so consistently. Right, like we take airplanes all the day there 's thousands of flights every oh, yeah. single day, right, millions over a year going airplanes flying to and from, trains going, cars moving, and we don 't realize that one hundred and fifty years ago, none of this stuff was here <laughs> right none of this stuff existed it didn 't yep. work it didn't it wasn 't there it wasn 't a thing right and it 's a miracle it 's an yeah. absolute miracle and because we're there's this this entitlement. Now, going into the social contract, like, we talk about socially, like, the fact that, oh yeah, well, there's underrepresentation of black, underrepresent, and like, you can talk about that, and sure, and I, I'm not saying that's not true and that it's not invalid, but it's the fact that Hollywood is even a thing. 200 years ago, there's no Hollywood, right? Right. right. You have (laughs) plays and shit, you know? Exactly, right? (laughs) Local plays. Yeah, exactly. 200 years ago, a black guy and a white guy, right, aren't meeting or going to the same school, like, with a bunch of Asian kids. Like, the world wasn't globalized the way it was, right? And we want to have a handle on this stuff. When it's been around, like, 40, 50 years... Right? right, like especially the United States as it stands now, and like in places like Toronto, Canada, and like where I lived a long time, like in Vancouver and Victoria, like those that integration is so darn new,
0: yeah. right? And it's. Yeah
1: and like we forget about the fact like that historically because people never had that there've always been marginalized citizens there's always been right. like people and i'm not saying that doesn't make it right and that we shouldn't strive for better but i just think there's this entitlement that's really rampant in our culture and mm-hmm. this idea that because something isn't perfect therefore it's
0: broken yeah yeah or or one thing mm-hmm. one thing that i really like and these are not my thoughts yeah. but um but if if there's any type of um if there's any type of uh, lack, let, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. So, for example, let's just say you have of a, a job, and mm-hmm. if, if there's not an equal amount of races being represented, mm-hmm. it automatically means there's some type of inequality. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like what? <laughs> like what? okay, so 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 let's just say you know dumb right. example, but I'll, I'll make it anyways. You have the African American club at a university, and I'm like, dude, there's not enough white people in this club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and given and – given, obviously, workplaces are not claiming a specific race or, or, or background. But the thing is, is that wh- why do we have to assume that if there's any type of lack of representation from any type of community, whether it's black, whether it's Asian, whatever it may be, that it automatically means that somebody within the organization is racist against black or oh, Korean yeah, people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let
1: me, let me give you a real-life example. Look at the NBA. Right. right? The NBA is predominantly African-American, right? Yeah. And if you look at like the uh, the last couple, the last 20, 30 years of MVPs, there's been one white American MVP, right? That was Larry Bird, right? We're <laughs> underrepresented. Exactly, so white Americans are underrepresented in the NBA, even though that's the majority of the audience, that's the people who's watching it, that's where all the money's come from. It ain't all these quote-unquote poor, marginalized <laughs> black people paying for the multi-billion dollar NBA, right? Right,
0: and, yeah, <laughs> and we talk about the whole thing with white male privilege, right? And and that's a, that's a common mm. thing in today's conversation. And one thing I learned in college, you know, mm. before it kind of really got big on the media is about three years ago, is that... Okay, so we talk about white male privilege and how they run this, this, this country, but yeah. yet the, the highest paid and actually the wealthiest Americans are Asian-Americans. Yeah, yeah Asian-Americans yeah. and Indians. Yeah, 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 Indian, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Asia. So it's Asian-Americans yeah. and, and Indians and it's like, okay, what about the, 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 the Asian or Indian privilege? <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. I mean? I'm like – because these people, once again, I don't think it's has anything to do with race. It's culture yeah. is that they're very focused on education. And picking also uh, occupations that make that that create a bunch of value for the market. Exactly. They're very high paying: lawyers, accountants, doctors. Tech, um, all the tech, t- tech, tech tech entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. I mean, these, these are people that that choose jobs that um, create a ton of value for the economy and get compensated very well. Mm-hmm. So should we Should we be mad that they're being more focused on education and high-paying jobs maybe than the average white dude or the average black dude or the average Mexican dude? No, it's just that they're not choosing, obviously, they're not choosing to go into those industries and that some people would say, oh, well, they don't have the resources, okay. So how do we do that though? Do we, do, do we just go and do a background check on every single family and every single upbringing and making sure they have the exact amount of resources? A lot of it comes down to obviously grit and personality and ambition because you can't have the equality of outcome.
1: Right right yeah, can equality,
0: equality of yet. outcome is is impossible, but yet that's a thing that people are pushing that we should have equality of outcome now, I believe in equality and opportunity hundred yeah. a- percent give everyone a, like we're running a race yeah. give everyone a fair shot to run the race right cool. But a quality of outcome—that's that's insanity. Right. That's oh, insanity. <laughs> Absolutely. everyone gets a trophy. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And there's
1: the participation trophy. Exactly. Yep. And like this idea of building handicaps in the race, right? Because because someone is slower, should they be allowed to start like, <laughs> yeah. halfway up? Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> you right? got to
0: you got to you got to prepare better. Right. You're slower. Right. You got to prepare more.
1: Right now, but I do want to say this, like in the black community, because if you look at how like the black community and specifically how slaves were taken, yeah. because of that, they were they were knocked way back. The race. Like if you look at it as sort of like this racial demographic, and that's where you say, okay, well, this is restitution. This is. I, I, agree get that. I agree and with so, that. I agree. So, but and and this is the toughest thing is because I feel like the biggest thing is that um, mathematically, I think the best way to explain it is this, right? So, like, if I have a hundred thousand dollars, right? If I get a fifty percent raise, I'm going to get one hundred. I'm going to get one hundred fifty thousand dollars, yep. right? Now, if I get a fifty percent deduction off of that, it's going to go down to seventy five thousand. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's that you, the numbers, you can't add up the numbers forwards and backwards. They don't come out the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, and the way I look at it is this is that if I, and this is a really crude and terrible example, but let's say, like, for instance, like I do something terrible and like murder your father. Right. And uh-huh. so because of that, you suffer. Um, there's like your mom has to raise you guys alone and it's just this terrible set sat back, right? There is nothing I can do to bring your father back. Right. Right. Killing me won't bring him back. I could be completely altruistic turnover. Getting a million dollars is not going to make make him come back. back. I could give you all the economic resources, everything. I could even step in as your father figure. But the fact that your mother is dead and murdered in the ground doesn't get... Get that back, right? Yeah. And the thing is there's this idea that somehow like we can create a wound and heal it kind of like our bodies and it's possible like that, but in terms of history and how things move forward in our memories, there's nothing that functions like that. Like, right. You, like you can't just perfectly repair that terrible a rift. Once something happens, it's done. Yeah. Right? And so...
0: And you're, and you're kind of, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're, you're comparing that... The analogy to restitution, right? Right. Okay, with slavery, okay.
1: Exactly, and I'm just saying there's nothing that can make up for slavery. Like, right. all the effort in yeah, the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah,
0: you, yeah. You can't go back and say, hey, you know what? We treated your grandpa, your great-great-grandpa like crap, so here's $100,000. Right. and like, okay, but... It's still not helping me yeah. because you know you may live in a ghetto and you may not have the resources yeah, or the even or right. even the education to know how to do with that money. Because how how old are you when they're giving you that? Are you eighteen? Right. Are you sixteen? Yeah. Are you twenty five? Yeah. Exactly. And depending on the age will really depend on the outcome of what you do with that money. Right, seriously, <laughs> and the maturity of
1: the individual. Yep. And there's so many other factors, and this is where like I honestly believe like the whole point of our forefathers and like what made America great and what got white Americans like if you, you know if you want to break down that dem- demographic but what gave the early settlers and everyone the opportunity in America was that people had the right and opportunity to make for themselves their own destiny right and that's where you're talking about equal opportunity but like this idea of equability and equity like we can't balance the equation out there so I'm not saying don't try but I'm saying when you put things like affirmative action like quotas of diversity and companies like that or like I hate this word people of color I fuck like I can't stand that right because what that means Right, and how it's used now, I realize that a lot of people use it to be respectful and like to be inclusive of minorities, but really what you're saying is non white, right, right? You're right. really creating right. a club of there's white people over here, and we're just all fucking else. humans. Yeah, like, exactly. why, why do we
0: have to even think of that? You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly, like, right, yeah. And, 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 and it's funny mm-hmm. because the society that we live in, mm-hmm. it's funny how, and I noticed everyone does that well, oh, I mean, everyone, a lot of people do this where when you're talking about um, a movie or you're talking about a scene, let's just say, or something that happened, if they're not white, you always clarify what they are. Right. Dude, I ran into this Asian dude, Right. I ran into this black dude, this Mexican dude, but if they're white, I don't have to mention that because it's not even part of the story. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's, right. not, it's not relevant. Right. And it's like, why don't we just go back where once again, understanding that race is a, is a social construct. Like mm. biologically, like they don't, they don't take your DNA and say, Hey, you're black and I'm white. Right. It just doesn't work that way. Like Ancestry.com, people don't realize they're looking off regions, they're not looking off race. Yeah. They're I'm looking off regions of where that that DNA maybe originated or has ties to. Right. But in reality, they're not getting raised because race is, is is not it's not in biology. Yeah. Exactly. At all. Zero. Right? right? They can say, Hey, this guy, based off his bone structure or maybe his height, was in Malaysia because right. in Malaysia, you know, they have generally shorter people, let's just say. Yeah. Or maybe he was Samoan because, you know, he had this type of bone structure or whatever yeah. it may be. But race itself is 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 something that we created. And because of that, we continue to talk about it. I just feel like it's more well, dividing than anything. Certainly.
1: I do think, though, there has to be an acknowledgement of the fact that, like, obviously, like, my being of African heritage, having more melanin in my skin, there's obviously not only physical differences, but, like, in terms of my ancestry and my culture, there is that difference. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. hundred percent, yeah. And, like, ethnically, that has to be acknowledged. But I think it's just the impact and the significance we place on that, like, As a civilized society, and I believe as we become more civilized, we're going to start recognizing what Martin Luther King fought for was that people will not be judged by the color of the skin, but by the stature of their character. Right, right. right. And that should be the most important thing. And specifically in a free market economy, it's all about the value you create. It It doesn't matter you're white, black, it's just how good are you. Right, right? and meritocracy.
0: Yeah, exactly, Mm -hmm. meritocracy. And, And I think the thing that's so important is that you know, if you're going into, let's just say a job interview. Yeah. You're going into a job interview and you already, you know, maybe fill your, your mind with some propaganda. Mm. Either um, saying that, you know, tech companies are racist or whatever. And you go there and somebody gets hired and that person happens to be, you know, white or whatever. And you're like, oh, these guys are freaking racist, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I mean, that obviously is a possible scenario. But but you can't prove that. And two, and, it, and it's just like even if that was true like y- you wouldn't be able to prove it and two, like you don't know what the resume looked like you don't know if they're way more qualified that you don't know if it- if his best friend is the vp of sales I, right I. and so it's one of those things where yes there is there obviously is a possibility the person was racist now do i think it's very plausible not honestly not really at least in this local community yeah, but age, i mean yeah. if if we're if we're obviously a- applying for a a sales job at you know KKK Corp or something like that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I think yeah. I think it's safe to assume yeah. you didn't get hired because you're black. Yeah. They're like, "Um, well, um, unfortunately, we found better candidates." And yeah. they're having a hard time saying that. And yeah, you're like, exactly. "Okay, that's a safe assumption, but if you go to a normal company that you know, that everyone seems nice and friendly and, you know, they have no record of being racist. Right. Uh, But, well, and I
1: totally agree with that, but this is the biggest thing, like, I think too many people forget about. Like, especially, like, a free market economy and, like, specifically how things, like, companies want to make money. The reason the MBA, (laughs) like, they want to make money, right? (laughs) So they're going to get the people who produce the most value. That's the goal. Right? And it's like, if I'm only going to hire people who look like me, even though they're less qualified, then I'm going to get eaten alive on my competition. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. Like, have you seen the movie Glory Road? Uh, right, no. it was about so it's about the. Actually, I, um, I think it was so it was. The, I'm pretty sure it was the Texas Longhorns, right? And it was the first all star. It was the first all black starting lineup, right? Mm-hmm. And they went undefeated. Yeah, right? they were crushing all these white dudes, right? Just bouncing on them, dunking on them, shooting over them, and they're like, "Wow, these black kids can play!" And then after that happened, even though people were racist, like you could say anything you wanted about those black people, but when those guys were thirty two and oh, Right? You're like, shit. Yeah, numbers speak. Yeah, numbers don't lie. Numbers speak. And then what happened to the NBA? It started slowly transitioning and like, oh, we're going to let black players in. And it was meritocracy. And that's one thing, like, that's one reason why I really love basketball. Because I think a lot, not that that's the only aspect, but what's symbolic about basketball is the fact that you took this marginalized community who was looked at as inefficient and incapable of playing a game. They embraced it. Learned how to play it, right? And then played it better as a community. And it's not that, like, white kids can't play, right? It's just this mentality It's the focus, yeah. Yeah, It's it's the the focus, focus, right? all it is. And it's the amount of opportunity because a lot of these black kids, that's the only opportunity opportunity. opportunity they have. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's so true. Yeah, and so they're putting everything they have in it. So they kill these ads. And it's not to say that white kids aren't going to – because – Like, they have been white MVPs, but where are they from? Dirk Nowitzki, Germany, Steve Nash, Canada, right? right? Luka Doncic was Rookie of the Year. He's white, right? There's plenty of, like, these white kids that can play. It's just about how focused are you? How good are you? Like, it's merit, right?
0: Yeah, it's merit and it's it's mindset. So, for example, like, you know, Mm. um, I've even heard about studies where they go to, let's just say a ghetto, Mm -hmm. right, an African-American ghetto, and they ask kids... Um, you know what do you want to be when you grow up or, or also um, what do you think you're, you, you have a better chance at being an NBA player or a doctor mm. and quite often you'll hear they'll, they'll take the sports route right? right and because that's what they see and that's constantly embedded in their mind where it's like hey my parents don't have money you know I can't go to good school so on and so forth so it's like hey if I you know most even these ghettos will have a basketball court or some right. street ball or whatever. They can work their way for free, essentially yeah. for free, and get out of the ghetto by doing that. And so it's like, is it is it is it, um, is it the focus? Is it the mindset? You know, or it, or is it the race? Like for example, when people say like, oh no, black people are more gifted naturally when it comes to sports. No. Me personally, I don't believe that at all. No, and I know, I, and I know, I, you I, don't, been, I don't believe that. exactly. And I know you don't believe Ooh, that. And yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah. that you say that because I wasn't when I was in Brazil with yeah. with my buddy Sloan, yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a huge argument that I said – and I I said I think it's somewhat racist to say that black people are more gifted – and I'm not even talking about white, just more gifted than other races when it comes to sports. And Sloan said, are you kidding me? Look at all the people in the NBA. And I said, "Okay, I said that's fair. But just because they happen to be there, does that mean – that the only factor is that they're they're more gifted as as humans, right? right. M- meaning they actually have more natural ability, or is that their focus? Like for example, uh-huh. I would say, okay, so are Asians smarter than all the races? <laughs> yeah. are they are they all smarter because yeah, the ones all, ca- are they better lawyers? Are they better yeah. doctors? Are, are they better they're obviously the richest, so obviously <laughs> yeah. they're, they're smarter. So so anyone that's not Asian is dumber yeah. than, than the rest. No, it's because their focus yeah. is on. Being extremely educated and choosing uh, careers that you know that are prestigious yeah. and give great compensation. So once again, your focus determines that. And so I feel like, and I think you feel this yeah. way too, since there has been that focus for the black community of like, hey, what's the best way to achieve uh, wealth and status and accomplishment is through sports because somebody pays oh, the, pay, pays and the music road. And music as well, right? And music as well, right? It's, it's, like it's that. huge. Um, that's, that's the role models. The role models are athletes and stuff like that. Now- if, if it was all white people that were the role model I mean that were in uh, music and, and professional sports, well then most likely the black people would be looking at other people in other industries and maybe have that focus. What if what if there's a pioneer like for example Tiger Woods, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if 10, 12, 15 other top golfers got into um, golfing like Tiger Woods and they became tip top? Well guess what? I guarantee you. Because this is basic human psychology. In the ba- black community, there will be more and more kids that are interested in, in golf. golfing.
1: Yeah, which is the whitest forever. Right. <laughs>
0: exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Right. And that's the thing. Like what we don't realize as <laughs> basic psychology in humans is Good. that the moment you see something and it plants a seed in your brain, you and, and it's someone that has some type of um, similarity between you, whether that's yeah. an interest, whether it's a community or what you look like, so on and so forth, yeah. a, you know, demographic or psychographic. Yeah you you're more you're, you're more likely to become more interested that's right. why advertising works right. is if we show you a message a bunch of times it can create interest. Mm-hmm. If there's interest there, it can make it bigger. If there's no interest, it can eventually create it. Especially if you if it's featuring people that you admire, like yeah. influencer marketing, right? Exactly. I love Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's advertising this new toothbrush. I don't give a shit about the toothbrush, right. but I give a shit about Kevin Hart. Right. And now I'm thinking about maybe buying the toothbrush. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know what right? I
1: mean? So absolutely. That's why I got like a Sidekick. That was like one of my first phones because Dwayne Wade had
0: one. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Right. Like I've I've had literally. I think about, and this goes to show as humans, and I don't want to say dumb, I mean, dumb is for lack of better words, but we as humans, it's really monkey see, monkey do, right? Right? Meaning me as a human being, and, and people are like, oh, monkey, you talk talking about black people? I'm like, no, we're not fucking talking about black people. We're talking about people as a whole. I really believe that just like monkeys and just like any types of animals, when they see other things going on that someone else is doing, then what happens is... Is they're curious and they want to do it because they never tried it before. They see someone else doing it, so on and so forth. And so it makes it, it makes you be curious. And then eventually you do that. That's what culture is, right? Like they have, they have all these different animals that where they have a different tribes and one tribe does something completely different as far as how they find their food or how they mate. And it's because somebody started it and they passed down that learning, which that's all culture is, is passed yeah, down learning. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. So it's cool, man. I mean, it's all cool. Well, right? and
1: I th- And I think that's really, really cool because when you understand like the influence culture has, um, I think it's – as you look at through throughout history you realize like the quote unquote same peoples, like if you look at the early Germanic tribes, like the Picts, the Ananas, the Goths, right? Mm-hmm. Um a lot of the Scotties, the Irish, um, the Sax the Saxons, the Anglos, and so those at one point, they were all the same people and they had a similar culture. But right. because of these small political breaks or like difference in lifestyles, there was these breaks. And that was what created these whole different people. Yeah, right? that's exactly so, what it is. Exactly. Right. And so it's just that these divisions happen and they're arbitrary. Right. It's not something like, oh, because we look different or they were taller. Or, There's nope. that. Yep. Like for the Saxons, it was because they wanted to be mercenaries. Right. The other guys wanted to chill out and not be nomadic. Right. Right. And, so, and it was that simple. And so a whole nother people come as a result of that. Right. And so what's interesting, though, is like and something I want to scale back to like now. And one thing that I think is really relevant is just just like how um, like in history you see like people kind of always creating their own past. I think that has been micro sized down to the power of the individual like we were talking about earlier about like really powerful CEOs like who gives more value like Bill Gates or Mother Teresa right, right right, and and then you think about okay well what's your measuring stick right now obviously if it's like prayer and within the Catholic church well then it's right, Mother Teresa Mother Teresa right but if you look at economic value economic you, exactly yeah economic value the capacity to GDP. change GDP yeah GDP <laughs> changing
0: culture like yep.
1: the ability to like globalize and create an online community and stuff like that Bill Gates bar none and, and millions
0: and millions and millions of jobs yeah that's literally he creates Microsoft Right, he creates mm. windows, and you know the drop, the pebble in the ocean, and then the ripples of millions and millions of it, it right. jobs, digital marketing. My my literally, I I, I wouldn't, my business would not exist yes. if it wasn't for Bill Gates. Exactly, you know right? what I mean? It so it's like good. there's just so many things. This cell phone in my hand. Would not exist if it wasn't for Bill Gates. Exactly. Because he started it. Yeah. And that's the progression and the evolution, right? Exactly, and right? And so...
1: And as you're seeing that, that's the power of a single individual. And I think one thing, like, especially now, like... And I, I consider myself a liberal in all these ways, but specifically like in identity politics and like we spend so much time looking at like a culture group, like, well, Hollywood needs to change, or you know, the the social strata and now well, I Or do,
0: Silicon Valley, exactly, right? Exactly, yep. or
1: Silicon Valley, things like that. Now I do think like our things like our justice system and things that ought to be looked at and that there are definitely like incongruencies, and yeah. things messed up. And it's not to say that there aren't injustices in all these things, right? But we've gotten to the point where an individual has so much power over their own lives yeah. that it's unheard of. Oh, yeah. Right? Because, like, a single person now because of the, at technolog- the technological advents we have now, like... Just the internet, man. Yeah, exactly. It's
0: unlimited... Dude, like, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. This is so funny. Sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off, yeah. but... Elon Musk was saying this um, on on the Joe Rogan podcast yeah. and I loved it and he was saying here's the thing we basically are already cyborgs we have we have a literally device in our hand that goes with us everywhere that you can find unlimited amounts of information but yet we're on there watching twerking videos yeah. <laughs> or cats being afraid of cucumbers <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. it's like he goes here's the thing it doesn't matter how advanced we get to the point where with you know shout out to Elon Musk where he has Neuralink, where they're putting the computer in your brain so you can compete with AI in the future. He just he just released um, their first prototype right to the public, Ooh. and he's like, "Here's the thing: even though we're gonna have the capability where, and these are my words right here, but when we're like Neo and we could download martial arts into our brain, yeah." Here's the sad thing, even though we have we will have that capability, people still will not choose to learn languages or be super smart. They're gonna download bullshit into their brain yeah. just like they're doing right exactly, now. Exactly. They're right. on Instagram looking at girls 24-7, they're watching twerking videos. And they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I don't have any education, blah, blah, You know, whoever this is coming from. I'm like, dude. It's like you have a fucking go to, cell phone. Go to a fucking public library yeah. with free internet <laughs> yeah. where you could literally get a degree for free online. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. You can get certifications from Google for free. Facebook. Like you hit me up. And I could tell you all the free resources where you can literally get a degree online for free, but yet you're complaining on how you don't have money to go to college or whatever. You can do it, but yeah. it's the fact of what is your focus and and how exactly. much are you willing to sacrifice to get there? Exactly. That's what it all
1: comes down to. Exactly, and because the opportunity is there. The playing field has been leveled. It's not, It wasn't leveled in the fast, and that is what, yes. Exactly, and it's not even that everyone started out the same, but it's like you can really go anywhere you want to go, not however you want to go. Yes. You've gotta follow the system you've got to do the things right and you have to make like you said the sacrifices right but the opportunities are there the the dreams of the people in the past the ancestors who wanted access to technology food resources like indoor plumbing all this stuff that we have we have at our fingertips and so many people take it <laughs> for granted yeah there's there's something i wanted to talk about because i think this is the essential point of this is i i So, um, I was, um, I had a time where I was beaten up by a bunch of cops, right? And I got slammed with something on my record. Right. And it was, I felt like really, really victimized and really, really bad. And I was in my victim. And it was true. Like I was in crutches. I wasn't able to walk. Right. And because someone lied about something, some cops got dirty and I felt like I was done really, really bad. I felt like I was done real dirty. But what was interesting is I remember I was talking to this one lady about it and I am so grateful for this lady for having the courage to be real with me. And she said, it's so easy to talk about the justice system, talk about, you know, dating and women, talk about all these things that did you dirty, your health and things like that, rather than look at yourself. Yeah, so much easier to do that oh 100% so just point, million times yeah million times. point easier. fingers blame all that stuff but recognize that at the end of the day no matter what happened it is your responsibility and even with, and that's not to say it's your fault that's the yes, thing too many yes. people 100% yeah it's fault, not your
0: fault but it's your respons- responsibility yeah, 100% right? and that's
1: something a lot of people need to get through their heads just like just because it wasn't your fault just because you didn't create the problem that doesn't mean it's not your issue to fix it yes and just because it's your responsibility doesn't mean you have to or even can do it alone. Right. And that's another thing too, right? That's actually a really good point. Right, because I think that's something people need to recognize and how to galvanize people to their side, be able to create value for others and get people on your own side. That's really important because I'm not saying people have to do this alone. I'm not saying communities have to do this alone. Right. But it's really quintessentially important that starting from an individual all the way up through communities, whether it's the black community, Mexican community, whatever, that we take responsibility for our own dreams and our own prosperity and it is no one else's job
0: yeah yeah and, and yeah and, and I'm glad you say that because that's kind of mm-hmm. the next point point I one to get to where um, and this is once again you know we as much as we're trying to move away from this binary system of you know love or hate yes or no male or female whatever um, you know and, and this is no disrespect on people that support Bernie Sanders but my thing is as a human being like we were talking about earlier is that it 's fundamentally no one 's responsibility to take care of you, no one yeah, zero, and as much as and they 're like, "Oh, Spencer, this guy's a fucking asshole, he doesn 't want to help anyone no that 's not what I'm i 'm saying. saying. what i 'm saying is is that it 's not anyone 's fundamental responsibility now, do I help people? Do I do service? Do I care about others? Do I add value to other people's lives? Of course I do, right, right. that's what I think a, a basic human being should do at a bare minimum but is it my fundamental responsibility to make sure that my neighbors and people at the grocery store and everyone else has food on their table is that really my before, responsibility before yourself no no it's not it's not my responsibility and so the idea and the reason as much as i appreciate bernie and and trying to you know uh, you know give back kind of the whole robin hood mentality you know take from the rich give to the poor yeah. i appreciate the idea of trying to help the underprivileged and the the people that are suffering but but when you're doing it forcefully and when you're doing it in a way that I believe is, is not right, is that like once again, you know, he's talking about uh, limiting all the trillions, the trillions of dollars in student debt and by doing that by taxing the stock market in other ways. I don't believe that. If you took the loan, that is your responsibility. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, he was only eighteen. Okay. Well then how about we change the legislation and make it twenty five or twenty one or whatever yeah. it may be, or have a, a parent co-signer or some shit like that. Like, let's not punish everyone else that didn't make those decisions because someone else made a poor decision to take a hundred thousand dollar loan to get a degree in in you know, yeah, lesbian I mean, poetry yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Get, yeah,
1: exactly. It's exactly. like, dude,
0: that's that, that's as much as I feel bad for you, should I be punished for that? Bro. So so, if my neighbor bought a car that they completely cannot afford, yeah. and they say, "Oh shit, Spence, I can't afford this, bro." Now I'm gonna have to take your money out of your bank account. I'm like, "No, dude, that's not cool. Yeah. That's not cool. That's not fair." And I and I know life's not fair. But with that said, um, you know, in my opinion, true charity and true love—it's gift. It's gift. It's not forcing people. The moment you force somebody, that's called that's called you know, uh, taking. it's called taking. It's called stealing, basically, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and we go. That goes back to the whole, um, you know, monarchy where we have a king that says, "Hey, you got to do this, or you go to jail." And it's like, dude, I thought we came to America so we went away from those things where we actually had true freedom to choose what we wanted to do right,
1: and deal with the consequences. And deal with the consequences.
0: Decisions. So if you take a hundred thousand dollar loan, right. I feel bad for you because you can't pay for it. But it, it, am I? Am I? fundamentally required to help you pay that off no no that, not- that's complete robbery okay. it's like okay so guess what my job doesn't pay me as much as i would like so with that said i'm going to have other people pay, you know put in a little a little crowdsourcing fund and pay for my fucking an extra twenty two thousand dollars twenty you know thirty thousand dollars a year that i want to yeah. spend more it's like no you don't just have some type of situation where you you either have chosen to be in that situation, or maybe even you so haven't chosen. Happen. But regardless, you shouldn't you shouldn't force other people right. to take care of you. Right. You but, know. <laughs>
1: but that's not to say people can't be taken care of, and and I oh and exactly I know, exactly right, you know I, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think you get that. And like just kind of to elaborate on that, there was something I actually wanted to talk about. So I was talking to um, a couple of different people at this coffee shop the other day. Um, the first was these three girls, right, and they were in high school, like, really, so they're, like, 17, 18 years old, right? And I was talking with them about that, and they're talking about boys and all this other stuff, right? But it was funny, like, as I started, like, kind of talking, uh, them and, like, really just getting their real feelings about stuff, Mm -hmm. it was interesting how, like, I noticed this fundamental issue that they felt that their parents weren't fundamentally there for them. Right. And they couldn't even detect that. It was the sense of, like, they wanted someone to take care of them, which is a natural response for a child, right? I mean, that- is right. How a child yeah. is, yeah, and I, yeah, and yeah. that's and that's absolutely because I believe it is the responsibility of parents to take care of their children, right? And so there's so much of a generation, so many people who were not getting that, especially yeah. in Gen Z, right? And so you see all these, um, or Gen Z for the American audience, yeah, right? no, right? Gen yeah. Z, yeah, yeah, yeah Gen, sorry, so Gen <laughs> Z, Gen Z, for not Zed, the uh, the DJ, yeah, exactly, Gen <laughs> Z for everybody else, Gen Z for the Americans in the audience, right? But like. But like this idea of um, personal responsibility isn't taught because even at the most like critical time where they needed that, so many kids, so many people weren't getting that. So on one end, I recognize the fact this need, this feeling of wanting a parental figure, this wanting to be taken care of because – when you're a child, it's your right. It's your right yep. to be taken care of by your parents, right? Yeah. And if your parents aren't taking care of you, that's messed up and screwed up. But the difficulty is is then moving through the unfair process of life because life is fundamentally unfair. Right. Right? <laughs> and, like, we are trying to make it as fair as possible. And it's tough, though, getting to that position. Like, how many kids, you know, graduated high school because they were pushed through going to college and totally flunk, right? Yeah. Because they weren't prepared for it. And it's not that it's not fair. But it's that at that point and moment in time, if your parents weren't able to help you when you are a kid... When you were small, helpless, and vulnerable, they're not going to be able to help you now that you're a powerful <laughs> yeah. adult who's probably, if you're a boy, taller than them, yeah, right, yeah. So, if they weren't able to help you there, they can't help you now. It might be the fault because of their neglect, inability, whatever, this or that, but the ultimate responsibility has to fall on you, yeah, because at the end of the day, yeah, right, it has to, and that's a sad, tough, effing reality, but, th- but I, that's, the,
0: that's, that's the truth, right? Yeah,
1: it's true, and like, and it's not to be mean, and but it's like that's part of growing up and accepting, like. If I don't drink water every 3 days, I'm going to die. Yeah. If I go underwater for 4 or 5 minutes and don't breathe. My ass
0: is dead. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. like you have
1: to start accepting the limits of your own mortality. Right. And there's this we have this growth of this idea that well, oh, I should just have a go. What I wanted to go and have things happen because we have these idealizations in our head, right. and one of the biggest things that is getting a huge reality check, especially in the states, that people are getting to this point where they realize like you are not entitled to anything.
0: You're, yeah, you're exactly. You're entitled to zero. Right. And it's so true, and and I think and I'm glad you brought that up because we were mm. talking about that earlier. That yeah. yeah, like yes, I I my personal belief and with you only too. Mm-hmm. Is that yes? If you have kids, you by having a kid, in my personal opinion, you have a responsibility to nurture and take care of them until they're an adult, right? right? Um, and and now if you can't.
1: You shouldn't be having
0: kids. Yeah, exactly. And right. that, now, with that said, once again, you know we don't choose the cards that we're dealt. Mm. The dealer does. Whoever that is. If you believe in God, if you don't believe in God, no. but the dealer chooses, and you look at your hand and you say. Fuck, you know I'm (laughs) I'm gonna show you situation. Or you say, "Cool, I think I'm I think I'm already up." But at the end of the day, week, it's impossible for us as a society to to look at everyone's hand and and say, "Oh, you know what? Let's make everything equal because it's impossible and it'll never happen for everything to be equal." And even if we get rid of racism, okay, so now racism is gone as a whole in the world, okay. But now we still have people that are poor, people that are uneducated, people that are tall, people, people that, that are, are tall, short. people that are short. How is it? How is it? It's not fair that I'm that I'm not six seven and a basketball player. That's <laughs> fucked up. Give me some money. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like yeah. dude, that's bullshit. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, okay. It's I mean, so how, how do you make up for that? And it's like, oh, well, that's a ridiculous situation. Well, it's like no, because people say that all the time. Hey, I didn't have the same. Ed- education as my parents. Well for example, my dad, my dad went to like one semester community college, dropped mm-hmm. out. My mom was in college going, you know, going for engineering in Brazil, decided to drop out. I can't remember if she well, yeah, regardless, she dropped out because of whatever circumstance and I come from a family of, of of parents that were not college graduates. Now my parents are both you know are both smart, but I don't come from the traditional family of like oh you come from this family blah blah. My dad was an entrepreneur. He's been an entrepreneur his entire life, and so have my uncles. And because of that, yes, you know we were we were a little more well off. We were you know middle to high class, um, especially after high school. Yeah. And but but even then, um, it didn't. In reality, and this is my opinion, people, you know, can can you know think differently. But yeah. it didn't make me, I'm in my opinion, a, a person as far as my education goes that really sought an education. In the yeah. sense of, I got an education, I got my bachelor's, and I I graduated at 32 years old because of my own merit, because of my own money, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't my parents that gave me the silver spoon. It's like, oh, we're going to pay for your college. We're gonna pay-. They didn't pay for shit. Right. They didn't pay for anything. And my parents could have easily paid and had a college fund. But guess what? They didn't. Right. And so they, they look at, oh, Spencer, you know. And obviously everyone's like, oh, you're white. I'm like, well, technically, I'm, I'm, if, if I, we claim Latino or if you're half black, you're yeah. black. If you're half Latino, you're Latino. Yeah. So if we're doing that, I, I'm, I'm, uh, Latino. I'm Latino because yeah. my mom's from Brazil. Okay. But it's like even though I had a good, solid upbringing – um, you, you know, still
1: had stuff. You I, had trials. You had yeah, yeah, I still had
0: you. trials. I still didn't get to pay for college. I had to pay my own way. I still had my own struggles. Like my one of my best friends, he's also black and um he just finished his MBA. And awesome. he's killing it and he and he did it from a, two top universities and he came from a, you know, a single mom um, living in an apartment trying to make ends meet. His sister also uh, graduated from a very, from a really good school in Southern California and now she's pre-med and it's like once again, the do you know why they did that? And they're there, and obviously affirmative action helped with some of that, if I remember yeah, correctly. Certainly. But they did it because they worked their ass off. They had goals. They didn't say, "Oh, I came from, I, I came from a a, a, a non ideal uh, family upbringing. I and didn't have a diff- I didn't have a dad. I was poor." Because that's the narrative that everyone's being fed these days. So instead of actually trying, it's give me, give me, give me, because I didn't realize I could use. 10 different excuses of my situation. Right. He didn't think that. He's just like, yeah, I grew up in maybe the the most not most ideal situation. But regardless, because of his mentality of not making excuses and just saying, I choose my own life. Remember, I'm right. responsible, right. right? It's not my fault that I have the situation, but I'm responsible to take that and make it better. Right. Look at him now. He's killing it. His sister's killing it. I'm actually going to see him next week. He's coming oh, out here to Salt Lake. Oh, sweet. And like, once again, it's like... And Given this is anecdotal, right? this is my experience, my friendship, but people can do it and it just depends on what you're focusing on. One thing I really like that Gary Vaynerchuk says, if you know him, he says, says, I'm 100% accountable for my life and because of that, I'm happy. Because instead of me making excuses and having the victim mentality of I'm not successful because of this or because of that or because of this, it's if you take 100% accountability for your life – That's the moment you realize, oh shit, I need to work more because look where I'm at or look where I'm at is because I work so hard. right He's an immigrant. He's coming from Russia, comes to the United States, poor as fuck, and the guy's worth over $160 million, no education. He went to college but dropped out. Uh, got Fs in school, D's in school, and he's a you know crazy you know yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah, because prolific, prolific. Yeah, he's a philanthropist, and it's like this guy has taken hundred percent accountability and saying, "Hey, I choose my life according to what I'm focusing on and what I'm doing. I can I can come up with every excuse in the world why I couldn't be successful, but look at me now. Right, right. So it's your mentality. It's it's what you're focusing. on. If you focus focus on excuses. Well, cool. You're the you have the victim mentality, but if you focus on what you can do and your sphere of influence, that's how you're gonna move forward.
1: Absolutely, and like people forget, like. Don't forget, if you're listening to the podcast, you have opportunity because you have a cell phone. You have access to technology. There's more <laughs> opportunity now at this than point ever than ever before. Ever before, and so if people are like, "Oh, but it's so hard now," well, it's never been easier. It's never been easier. <laughs> yeah,
0: and you don't know any different yeah. because you were born in this generation. Exactly. You are born in this society. But dude, we have <laughs> literally a fucking genie device yeah. in our phones, in our hands, which is our phone. Yeah, and and I remember back in the day when you and I were kids. Yeah. Um some, you would get Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh, yeah. That was Google, dude. Yeah, dude. And you would, you would say, you would say hey, what about King George? You would look it up, and if there was anything on King George, you would read it, and you would say, okay, now I know about King George. Right. Now, you get it for free from Google. You just type in some information, and you get unlimited amounts of content in the in, in the tip of your fingers. Yeah, but yet, you have no advantage to move ahead and yeah. become smarter I than know. everyone else. Compared to their forefathers, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, dude, like you would literally, if, 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 if you wanted to know something, you would either have to learn it from somebody else or you would have to read a book.
1: Right. And when there's falsities and facts that aren't quite right or adding up now. Now I remember back in the day in the nineties when people would argue about facts and be like, oh it's not like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. oh no, it's not like that. You just no, fucking it Google just it. Now you just Google it, right? And they're <laughs> like, like "What? Well, right.
0: problem solved. Yeah, how tall you like, how tall is LeBron James? I have my Google home. I say, hey, Google, how tall is LeBron James? <laughs> LeBron James is 6'7 you know, or whatever. Six right? eight, and I'm just like, yeah, 6'8. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You're my Google right now. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then it's like, I just fucking prove you wrong. Give me 10 bucks. You know, yeah, whatever, exactly. you know? It's like you, didn't have to, you don't have to guess anymore. Yeah. You have all the information. But once again, we're looking at bullshit videos yeah, online. Exactly. You know? What
1: are we focusing on? Where's our energy <laughs> what, at?
0: And, that's, and I like that you said that. Once again, it's, it's not society's problem. It's one thing. It's what are you focusing on? Yeah. Are you focusing on your strengths? Are you focusing on your weaknesses? Are you, Are you focusing on Fox News? <laughs> Are right. you focusing on CNN or whatever it is? Yeah. It's like, if whatever's you, catching your attention, yeah, distraction. What, heavy, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever you feed your brain, you will eventually become. Yeah. And when I say become, either become in action or become in thought, right? Mm. And the worst is both. If you think that you're a victim and you constantly feed yourself, guess what? You'll have every excuse why you're not a tech entrepreneur, or why you're not a college graduate, or why you're not, whatever. You need to take ownership of what you can control, because guess what, the people that achieve greatness, and whatever that means to you, are the people that don't make excuses. Yeah. Simple as that, you know what I mean? And so I think that that for me, and and it's funny because I say this, and you say this, Mm -hmm. but it's once again, it's taking that mentality and that focus and putting it into Mm -hmm. our own lives, because if you tell yourself you're not good enough, Well, you just – you're not good enough because you told yourself that and because what you believe is how you act. If you believe you're a loser, you're probably going to act like a loser. If you believe like someone – you're confident, you'll probably act confident. If you believe that you're a victim, you're going to act like a victim, right? And so with that said, your focus is what is going to be your – and I don't want to get preachy here. But it's like your – what you focus on is what you become. And if you focus on society and how you can't control anything – well then, then, guess what? How's exactly. that going to work out for you? Yeah, you
1: become a total victim to something you to- can't control. Yeah,
0: and if you can't control it, then why try? Yeah, just sit back and collect the unemployment check, <laughs> yes. or sit back and you know do bitch nothing and an bitch and complain and say, hey, it's because of Asian Americans or white Americans, or it's because my mom, or
1: because of Donald Trump, or because of because...
0: Donald Trump, and and I, I'm not a Trump supporter. Oh any my God, means. hell yeah! To the note, it's like right? the, the guy's in I- The guy's literally yeah, an idiot. I think he's fool too. But, but the but thing is, though, is that if you're focused on that, if you're blaming your problems on Trump. What is what is Trump being a moron have to do with you getting a job? Yeah. Literally. Think about that. Yeah. Oh, well, he's pushing racist agendas. Okay. Well, you know what? Do you really think that you're – let's just say you applied for a job, I don't know, at some mm. company you know, selling some software or whatever. Mm. Do you really think because of Donald Trump they're going to look at you and not get hired? Some people really think that. Now, once again, if you're, if you're in a racist community, you yeah. know, classically known, KKK community, whatever it may yeah. be, obviously that, that's a factor. But if it's just a normal place, I mean, I know many Trump supporters. Uh, the irony um, is, my mom's a Trump supporter. I've talked a little about this because she's an, you know, she's an immigrant from that's Brazil. Right. But we're getting, once again, I love her to death, and I'm not going to hold that against her. My mom's not, you know, racist at all. But if you're assuming also, once again, the whole binary thing that everyone that's a Trump supporter is racist, well, then you've already lost too, because there's a lot of people. I mean, uh, my opinion, the majority of people that support Trump are not racist. But once again, I don't support him, yeah. and 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 um and you can't focus on the negative. You need to focus on the positive. And once again, like you were saying, Oni, right. make sure that you can, um, you can communicate your value to the market. Because as right. long as you do that, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, if you're if you're purple, you know, mm. you're blue, wh- whatever. It doesn't matter what you look like. If you can create that value that you say you can. They're going to hire us because their goal is to make money, not to start a a fan club and hang out with each other. Their goal is to make Make money. money. Get paid,
1: win, right? (laughs)
0: It's like, I don't don't care what you, I don't care if you're an alien from another planet. If you're making me money for my company, (laughs) you could jump in. I don't even care, you know? right? And even (laughs)
1: outside, like, I think even in terms of dating or like in terms of like who your friends are, like one thing I always feel like, especially in Utah and sales, because like Utah is like... Hella white right here. Yeah, right? T- yeah,
0: and, no, it totally is. I mean, yeah. I'm from Southern California. Yeah. I moved out here. I'm like, dude, there's no diversity out yeah. here as far as other than white, right? Oh, yeah. I'm used to Asian, black, Mexican, nice. uh, and Asian obviously includes like Filipino and Vietnamese. And yeah. you come out here and it's just like, like, white like you know, just white Americans. T- yeah, t- t- exactly. Typical thing.
1: Yeah. And like, and it was funny because like when I living in that, I thought like, okay, I was at a disadvantage when I was younger. That disadvantage was very real. But let me give it in sort of like a balancing equation. Like if a hundred percent of, you know, if. I feel like if 85% of your success or 90% of your success is your character, then things like race, whether or not someone likes you, whether or not they find you attractive, especially in things in dating and stuff like that, it's maybe like three or four or 5%, right? Right. Maybe 7% tops. And this is one of the biggest things I found out is that, especially like in dating or like in sales, this is the biggest thing I realized is that even if this person is racist, things like maybe I'm uncouth, unsafe, they have all these predispositions about me compared to a white guy, because of my character- skills i've gained the ability and the reason and the reasoning i've taken the accountability even with that 70% handicap that 7% handicap i'll still get 93% i'll still yeah. get 92 that's an a yeah. right? and <laughs> this other guy who might not have to deal with that negative 7% if he doesn't take responsibility if he's making excuses if he's bitching he's getting a 60 i'm killing his ass every day, <laughs> yeah. right and i just see it right and when you did like when i went into sales i like, saw the numbers like when you see hard numbers you can't argue that. Yeah. Right? And it true. totally changes it. And it's just like, and I'm not saying that these things or disadvantages or these deficiencies don't exist, but I'm just saying it's never been easier to get over that. Yeah, it's true. It's never yeah. been easier. Yeah. And I'm right? glad
0: you, you make that distinction because once again, we're not trying to say that you don't have disadvantages or you don't have um, uh, trials. trials or any, or just inequalities, right? Yeah. Uh, in in this life. but we're saying that is that it's not about the external. It's yeah. about the internal. Right.
1: It, identifying the problem is not the same as identifying the solution.
0: Exactly. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's so important to once again have that focus on what can you do. And if you only have self-defeating behavior and you're making excuses, well, then guess what? You're probably not going to go very far. <laughs> yeah. That's just the reality, Word. right? Word. So, um, but yeah, like it's just, it's just so important to, to realize that and to make mm-hmm. sure that, you know, one, you are really focusing on the positive you're being 100% accountable for your life. And despite the inequalities, I deal in in my work. I mean just to give you little details, I was quoted a way higher salary. I come back from vacation. I find out I'm not getting that salary. Now, I, I really don't know why that, that happened. I was super pissed about it. But I could pull any type of card um, – Because I'm 33 but I look younger or because I'm new to the company or because I'm half Latino. Maybe they think I'm – I can pull anything out of my ass but at the end of the day, it's like I I can take it or leave it. I can stay at the company or I can leave and go somewhere else and that's it. So (laughs) that's it. It's like I I, I tried to talk to everyone. I tried to convince them. I obviously didn't do the job because they didn't change their mind. But at the end of the day, I have two options. I can – Continue working there or I can work somewhere else. Right. Simple as that. And it's
1: opportunity and you're not entitled to anything I'm not else. En- I'm not entitled to anything else. Right. Because it's just like, well, someone should pay me more. Why? It's Why? their money. Yeah. Right. Like give them value. And yeah. if they don't want to pay you more, then go to someone to do. Same with dating. Same with anything. People only gave you what you negotiate. Exactly. Right. And if you're, yep. yeah, yeah, <laughs> so true. I think that's my favorite saying. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: In life, you only get what you negotiate. Yeah. I believe that to a T and, and, and people are like, what does that mean? Like, you're having a negotiation. I'm like, well, no, everything you do, your personal brand is a negotiating factor. Your, your character, um, your resume, your intellect, all that is a negotiating power where if Oni and I are going, let's just say, against each other in an interview, well, at the end of the day, if he is able to represent himself, which is his negotiating power, which is kind of unspoken, right? They look mm. at your resume. They look how you dress. They look how you talk. He has higher negotiating power and he gets the job over me because he negotiated not just through his words but through his entire being, exactly. right? And that's what people need to realize. So, right.
1: and that's life, that's how life functions. Yep. So,
0: so well, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Please um, leave a review on the podcast if you liked it. Um, share it with your friends. And you know, just once again, you know, by you guys sharing this and reviewing this, it really helps the podcast grow. Uh, please feel free to leave any comments or anything like that of, of what you'd like to see in the future. Once again, uh, Oni, I really appreciate you jumping on.
1: Dude, absolutely, Spencer. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, man. That, it was a great conversation. Um, you know that, that hour flew by and definitely look forward to more because Oni's a G. And as you can tell, he's very intelligent. And so um, once again, appreciate you guys listening. Share with your friends, review it, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Hi.